Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. Welcome to another awesome, fantastic, believe me, episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. I'm your co-host, Steve Cypress, along with my fantastic, terrific, excellent guy, Everett Farnell. It is a pleasure, Steve. I'm so happy we're doing this now because it's cooled down a little bit, and it's actually under 78, so I'm not going to faint. Oh, you, it's not sweltering. It's not sweltering. It's not It's not 82 degrees or eight, even 79. No, once it hits 79 with a breeze, that is sweltering. Once You know, anywhere where there's like 10,000 people gathered and only one of them has any issue uh, related to physical health... Clearly, it's a dangerous place to be. Well, it's it's the vast right-wing conspiracy. Right? I mean, we're talking about the irony, the ultimate irony of a service being held for hundreds of brave first responder Americans who strapped on about 50 pounds worth of equipment and ran up into who knows what the heck temperature of whatever and smoke and ran up 100 stairwells and braved all of that. Absolutely, even just stand there for an hour. That's just too much to ask. Yes, too much. Not to mention that you had to be talking through the whole time that it was a memorial service for people. <laughs> but anyway, Amazing I digress. Stuff. Well, but that does tie into our topic this week, does it not? Well, it does. It ties right into the topic, which is being opportunistic, being ready to jump on opportunities. And it goes hand in hand with the about a century-old saying that is familiar to smart business owners and marketers everywhere, the great Robert Collier, who said you got to enter the conversation already going on in your prospect's mind. That is Robert Collier was a brilliant. genius. So much smarter than trying to do almost all of them. I used to do it, is try and create the conversation. Try and talk about yourself and say, hey, now I want to tell you about roofing. Well, people did not necessarily want to hear about roofing, but guess what? When a storm is coming, hey, you know what? Now I want to hear about roofing. So yes. you see how Donald Trump jumped on this. I mean, there's no way he could have pre-planned. I don't think he, he had it pre-planned, although now that we see the, the, the signs and, and Hillary's history, I guess you could have had a pre-planned. You know, she's going to have a seizure any, any one of these days, and when she does, we're going to do this. But I don't think well, it was yeah. pre-planned. I think she had a fainting seizure whatever spell she had and immediately Trump jumped on it and took the opportunity to announce I'm going on TV with the most popular doctor or fake doctor whoever he is in America and revealing all of my personal medical history yes yes and 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 by the way as a side note Steve there's there's two ways to be opportunistic and it's just like you said you can be opportunistic just something pop drops in your lap and you had no idea it was going to be there and you just jumped on it or you can also plan to be opportunistic so you know you can know eventually x is going to happen so here's our plan to take advantage when x happens um yeah so which is a great thing have, and it's something i help with all my clients and I'm, I'm sure you do as well and i do it in my own businesses you have some of these things planned that's why i i caught yeah. myself there like it's very possible especially with the new obviously very savvy people that are now running the trump campaign and getting them to sound like there's a semblance of normality to him and <laughs> 
<laughs> they might say, you know, these are the things that might happen in the next couple of months, and when they do, we're ready to go with this. It behooves business owners to have those kind of things ready. Now, there's, there's other yeah. things you, you ought to have ready anyway. Like, you ought to have a, uh, you know, you're, you're always doing things like, like, well, like the Olympics just happened. Well, every two years there's an Olympics, winter or summer, and you ought to have some kind of a, 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 an Olympic-themed promotional campaign ready for your business, some kind of I'm giving a gold medal for this, or, you know, I'm going to put you up on the platform for that, or, you know, something I'm going to dive into savings, or whatever it is, and you can have a World Series promotion. I know somebody who runs a business in Indianapolis, and every year... Oh, yeah, you, you can't have help a race to the whatever discount, and you know because Absolutely. that whole city is going crazy over the Indy 500. So sure, you should have all those kind of things planned, but you ought to have some kind of things just generally in mind in case the opportunity arises. You're ready. Now I can tell you where I learned this. I learned this way back in the day when I was in a career of. Of, of broadcasting and uh, radio and TV and newspapers. I, you know, that's what I wanted to be, was a sportscaster. So I ran my college newspaper and a college radio station and all this kind of stuff. And the first job anybody gets hired as a writer for a newspaper will tell you, the first job you have, do you know what it is? I have no idea. What is it? it well, see, it's, it's, for, for the first time I feel useful here. At least I can uh, some something of value to share with my co-host. Um, it <laughs> is that you didn't already know. It is uh, obituaries. You are you are working on oh, obits. Okay. So if you take a job in a newspaper, you go right to the obits because that's the most boring job there is. You're just doing research and you're just writing because now you've seen it. Now the curtain is revealed. Right, the second that Prince dies of an amazingly untimed, unexpected young death, how come moments later? There were 20-minute videos all over every MTV, every every news channel, every whatever. How come there was a immediately put up on every website was a 5,000 words and photos about his life and his career? Because those things are written about everybody who's anybody way in advance. It's kind of the precursor of Wikipedia. So Wikipedia ah. is obituary writing put into the public where... The second somebody, and I've done this, I've done this just to see, I've put on the Wikipedia page of the person who I think is about to win the Academy Award, and sure enough, about a minute after that award is given, I refresh the page, and there it is. He also won the Academy Award for Best Actor in 2016. Boom. I'm like, that's how quick it's updated. That's... The first job you get at a newspaper is updating the video, if it's a TV station, or the the written obituary. Well, that's the kind of way you've got to be prepared. You've got to have something ready to go in case something unexpected happens. And, And that's what Trump did. Whether he had it ready or not, he got it ready real quick that the dash wound on 9-11 and on 9-12 trump came out with his big announcement i am going to reveal all my medical history oh and i and i hope she gets well soon right <laughs> and now um, um one last thing i, I just if i can uh, uh well so it's been a week i mean we're recording this and it's yeah. a, a, only a few days after and it's been the entire week it's been focused on both of their health in a in, with trump coming out with taking the the I'm revealing everything, making it even more pronounced that Hillary is hiding all of her brain damage and whatever she's got going. For sure, but I just want you to tell, because I'm I'm noticing on the clock, we're getting up to uh, time for this week. Um, We're trying to be a little more disciplined, dear dear listener, so that we can deliver you as much content and as much uh, power pack. Yes, and we just wasted 20 seconds, so what do we got? Smallest time. I want want you to tell a story that you were telling about the uh, cash for clunkers. Oh, well, I'm just saying, I mean, I had a client, I had plenty of 
estate clients that back during the Cash for Clunkers program, uh, I mean, because I had my first guy did, it was a heating and air guy, he put out a program, and he basically just copied almost word for word the whole pitch of the Cash for Clunkers, and he sent a letter out to his, his anyone who he had installed a heating and air system for since he'd been in business and just said, I will pay you cash for your old clunker of a system and install a new one. So you're going to get $1,500 off or whatever it was, and boom, he just instantly had cash. And so... Perfect. And that became known among my clients. Other clients did the same thing, and they all just started saying, well, anytime there's something going on, you want to start to – that's two lessons learned. Number one, something is going on. You want to have a marketing team in place smart enough to put something together fast enough to capitalize. And number two, you want to associate with other smart business owners who are doing that kind of stuff. So if you weren't quick enough to think about and figure out what to do, you had somebody else in your group. I have a client group. So this one member of my client group was like, hey, I'm doing this. I had 18 other people immediately said, I'm doing it too. And everyone made tons of money. There you go. That's perfect. And it's a uh, perfect way of approaching opportunism, not just planning for it, not just looking out for it, but also thinking creatively about it so that you're taking advantage and taking opportunity, of, uh, uh, jumping on opportunities that are, <clears throat> pardon me, a little a little more outside of what you would normally think, like you were mentioning. Well, and you talk outside and you just said thinking day. creatively. And I got to tell you, I don't have a creative bone in my body. I do not have a creative bone in my body. I have tremendous respect for artists and writers, singers that can write songs. I can't do anything like that. But what I can do is always make sure I am in groups with sharp, forward-thinking, aggressive marketing business owners, and when one of them does something, I can immediately go, that's great, I'm going to do that too. I've always exactly. been that way. I remember back in college where I was always like that. I would be sitting around in the student lounge, and somebody would go, you know, you going to have courses to take, and this upperclassman would go, you know, you've got to take a course with this guy because he gives everyone an A no matter what. All you got to do is you don't even have to show up. You have to do one paper at the end of the year. And everyone would go, wow, that's awesome. Wow. I'm like, really? I'm doing that. I mean, like, yeah, what everyone was his would name go, again? Oh, yeah, that's great. And I would do it. Then they'd go, here's how you get all the books. You don't buy the books in the bookstore, which costs a lot of money. You can use that for, buying, for drinking beer. Here's what you do. All the books, I didn't know this, all the books in the bookstore for every course have to be put on what's called on reserve. No one can take them out of the library for the whole time that they're on a syllabus for a course in that college. That's how mine ran. So they said, all you got to do is go into the library and you can study the six hours you need of that book without paying the 40 bucks for it and then put their book for one day. So take it for one day or two days or whatever, do all the work you need, put it back and save all your book money. I was like, it's a great idea. Nobody else did it. I did it. I was always like, I could never come up with an idea. But whenever anybody came up with a great idea, I was like, I will take action and do that. I've always been that way. And it's now served me very well in business. And now we're sharing it with all the listeners of the lessons learned from Donald Trump podcast, hoping you will do the same thing. Absolutely. Good stuff. So you don't have to go out there and run for office, but that is this week's lesson learned from Donald Trump. Be opportunistic. Be ready to pounce. Have the right marketing team in place because I will bet any amount that Donald Trump is not the one who came up with that idea. He had somebody on his team who said, likely, they said, hey, this is what we did before, or somebody I know that I'm in a group with because I'm hanging around other sharp people, and they did it before, and now is the time for us to do this. And look how well it's paying off for Trump. You'll see in a week or two the polls will get a little bounce because more people are, even on the, the liberal side, 
are starting to question Hillary and her health and whatever, and it's all good for Donald Trump. So he, whether he was prepared or not, he was surrounded by people who were, and he took advantage, and that's what we want you to do as well. It's how you get huge. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser. Some people do, I guess.